Hey, back with Megan Henry, educational reporter for the Columbus Dispatch. Megan, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Good. Very good. Hey, um, there was a big story published in the Columbus Dispatch, Since I Inquire, Acrobega Journal, and other papers across Ohio that you contributed to, uh, talking about issues there in Ohio schools with the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic is affecting a lot of our lives. And one of the things that has stuck out is it's been kind of a rocky transition back to the schools. I mean, most every school is back in in-person uh, education, but there's stress. I mean, there's stress for us to go back to the office, uh, especially for kids to go back to school. It's causing behavioral issues. And, um, you know, Jennifer did a lot of reporting for what's happening up in Akron, but you saw some things happening in um, Columbus, too. What did you see in Columbus? Yeah, Chris. So yeah, basically we just, we all were talking, education reporters across the state were talking about how we've noticed this increase um, in disruptions in the classroom and teachers have just been saying how this year has been really hard to get students to sit down, uh, you know, in their desks and, and focus on the task at hand uh, for the length of the school day. Since last year, of course, um, there was a mix of hybrid and uh, online classes in person and online. And so students, you know, were able to do their homework from, you know, their bedroom um, and just, you know, in their pajamas and they could, you know, take breaks whenever they wanted. Um, so it's been hard. It's been a hard transition for teachers uh, and students alike in the classroom. Um, and so we've also seen that spill over into um, some violence and some disruptions there. And so in Columbus City Schools, um, basically this first semester that uh, we've been back this school year has seen disputes in the neighborhoods involving some students after school hours and that issue spilling over um, into the schools. I got some data from the Columbus City Schools, which is the state's largest district, and um, they had uh, 2,089 reports of fighting or violence at the, in the schools from the first quarter, and that's actually a drop uh, from the 2019-2020 school year from the first quarter. Uh, that uh, first quarter from a couple of years ago saw 2,980 fights uh, from that wow. same time period. And so while there's actually um, a decrease in reported fighting and violence, um, you know, that's not to say that there's some that are going unreported, um, but it does seem like uh, that this violence or, you know, stuff happening outside of school or after school hours is kind of bleeding into the classroom uh, here as well. And there could be, you know, unreported things or instances that go um, under the radar. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a rocky school year, it sounds like, from uh, what I've been hearing from teachers and students alike. Well, on top of that, and I like how in the story you guys refer to the mental health aspect. Because I know when I was in school, if you got in a fight, you know, hey, you're a troubled kid, you know, you're your bad news, you know, you're going to be a delinquent or whatever. Now, I think there's a little bit more of an understanding that sometimes these are mental health issues, which doesn't excuse the action, but you got to look at that as how to help provide solutions and everything. But as the article talks about, you know, it's the mental health referrals are just really skyrocketing. So what do you think is the answer? Because obviously when the pandemic started, we didn't know what was going on. So, you know, it made sense to close the schools because, you know, this could have been the end of the schools, you know, if the pandemic went uncontrolled throughout the schools. 
what's the best thing to do to fix it? I mean, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's going to be a process, but where are schools trying to suggest that might try to slow this issue as, as time goes on? Yeah, Chris, I mean, that's that's kind of the million dollar question. Um, that's a really great question. I don't know if, I'm, if I have the answer. Um, I think the schools are trying to kind of figure out um, how to help these students. I think, um, I think just like listening, kind of taking a step back and just reflecting on this has been a really hard year. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily like a one size fits all, you know, what works for one, you know, urban district might not work for like a suburban district. So I think that will play a lot into it too, like the demographics uh, or even like a rural district in Ohio. So um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I think the schools are trying to, um, figure that out as as it's happening um so maybe with winter break coming up um that can be a good time for some like reflection or some thinking on um on school's part and administration's part when it comes to um yeah the mental health aspects and just the um behavioral issues that have been, been going on in schools since returning to the classroom this year well and i think too you're seeing some examples of, of the schools really trying to do things to help. I mean, you, you know, we talked the other week about how Thanksgiving break was a whole week where it's typically like, well, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it sounds like there's a lot of things happening to try to solve the issue. But like you said, it's a million dollar question that we don't have solved answers for as of yet. So, all right. Um, what do you think the next steps are in this? Um, has there been any talk of of adjusting Christmification? Are they kind of taking it on a wait and see basis? Yeah, it sounds like most districts will go on break um, December twentieth, I believe. Um, okay. Yes, uh, that's that'll be the first day of uh, of break. Um, so I think that'll be pretty much business as usual um, with with breaks. Um, I know that in Columbus. A couple of weeks ago, there was um, a meeting after school um, in Columbus talking about, you know, just the violence and the incidents that have been happening here at some of the high schools. Um, and some various instances or videos were kind of highlighted. It sounds like at this video, I was not in attendance, but a fellow reporter was covering it for the dispatch. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe more meetings like that, um, or maybe some groups will come out of that. Um, and just more... Uh, communication between the parents and, and the schools could come out of that as a result. Um, but I think it's important, yeah, that people are just acknowledging that and bringing it, bringing it to the light. Has there ever been a thought of, man, if we could do it differently, we would have done it differently in terms of, you know, if the schools were going to be closed for as long as they were? I mean, like I was saying earlier, I don't think any of us knew at the time how bad this was going to be. Uh, was there any thought about, man, I wish we could have done differently or are they just kind of taking a day at, at a time? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, schools and probably everyone's probably grappling that with an extent of, you know, I wish, I wish we would have handled this differently. I, you know, I, uh, think back when we started working from home, um, you know, as a newspaper, like we all thought we'd be back in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, there's definitely some like, we're looking back in reflection of like, wow, I wish we would have handled this differently or maybe done things differently um but um there's only kind of so much to be done uh looking back uh as we just press on and look ahead yep that's the big key well megan thanks we appreciate it and again um 
great coverage and great coverage of stuff that's happening in our area and stuff that's impacting us with obviously uh, COVID, what's happening, um, to get good um, updates about COVID, um, what you should do health-wise, you know, what's important that I remember to do, and also how this is impacting, like Megan was talking about the schools and everywhere else. Uh, check out dispatch.com. Upper right hand corner, you can su subscribe. A lot of great deals to support local journalism and keep up to date with this stuff, what's happening. Um, as Megan knows, COVID's changed. I mean, it's an ongoing pandemic that we're trying to figure out as time goes on. I mean, it, it's you can't figure out COVID in a day. It's like the measles. I mean, they didn't figure out measles in the day when it first happened. So uh, we're doing our best to kind of report on the day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, so support local journalism and go to dispatch.com and on the upper right-hand corner, hit subscribe. And I uh, get daily updates of what's happening here in Columbus. As always, Megan, thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. You too. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.